Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. What's up, y'all? This your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. True. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. whatever yeah, it, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause it ain't a second, I can waste something food on plate. 
Welcome everybody to another episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. Your boy David Bellard, one fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance. Check it out with my co-host Jalen. How you feeling, my brother? What up? What up? What up? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. Checking in. We live today, like yes, we in sir. studio. We got some great guests that we about to yeah, get man. in with. But before we get into that, we please want to ask y'all to please rate, comment, subscribe, review, share with your family and friends. If you love this podcast, if you want to support us, tune into our Patreon. You can subscribe for as little as $5 a month. Uh, or you can just support us strictly through Anchor if you just want to make a one-time donation. Yes, sir. And like my brother just mentioned, we got a great episode planned for y'all today. If you're watching this, you can see we got some in-person guests. And it is great energy going on right now. So right now we have none other than Mr. Jared Couch, yeah. Miss Yvonne Williams, and Mr. Byron Hardy, um, creators of the independent, Emmy-nominated series, Washed. They built this thing from the ground up here in Dallas and took it, and now they like streaming on Amazon, winning Emmys and stuff. They absolutely killing the game, yeah. bro. And we more than glad to have y'all on. Welcome everybody to Wash Crew. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. He said he said Emmy winning. He put yeah, hey man, millennials love manifesting. Thanks. And I watched the video. You said it. You was like, yo, this is going to be a TV show. You was like, I got to speak it in existence. So absolutely, hey, we, we all with it. That's like what we're talking about. It ain't nothing limiting. We're gonna make sure that we make it happen. So. Oh, yeah. I remember saying that. I said that a long time ago. I was like, early on in season one, I was like, hey man, y'all. Saw Stop calling us web series. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. let's stop calling ourselves web series. Let's start calling ourselves a TV show because mm. that's what we are going to be, right? And I, I believe in that. Hey, Amen. And, and, and then we did it. It's, exactly. You know, so last summer we did a photo shoot and uh, bro had us all posed because he's got two Emmys, right? He ain't going to say that. <laughs> he's got, so he already had the trophies on hand. So we did our photo shoot. It was like, hey, everybody, do a couple poses with the, with the Emmy trophy, you know, just in case we need them. <laughs> mm. Hey, that's hard though, and that's powerful though. <laughs> like, because a, a lot of times we don't understand what making it tangible and making it physical actually mm -hmm. does though. Mm -hmm. That's why writing your goals down is so powerful yeah. because now you put it on that piece of paper and like you're really saying, you know, this is something that I'm gonna make happen. So y'all just touching the Emmy. Like, y'all yeah. already, y'all put it in your body, y'all put it in the universe, and God was just like, that's it. Like, we're gonna make it happen. I think a lot of times in life you can't see it. You can't be it unless you can see it, right? Mm. And uh, I never, this wasn't anything I was like proactively doing, but um, when I won, uh, it was a regional Emmy, but when I won it, as soon as I left the stage, I wanted to win another one, right? Mm. So I hope when we did that at the photo shoot and we brought the, the Emmys and people took pictures with them, that, you know, they could, it takes kind of the, you know, it breaks down a barrier because, mm -hmm. you know, it's like this big thing or this shiny gold trophy that if you can actually touch it, it's like it ain't. It's, it's attainable, no, right? No if I can do it, we can all do it, right? Mm. And kind of being nominated now for a daytime Emmy and hopefully winning it. Um, and Yvonne will have that shiny trophy in uh, in her house. Then uh, that right there is kind of be a testament to a, a lot of folks. Eventually, it will make its way to your house, but just know if you win, we can't join joining around like the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. You get it this week, you get it that hey. week. <laughs> I've already read the rules. Uh, the Creative Couch, as a production agency, can order a commemorative one for the crib, so. Oh. <laughs> He's like, look, I ain't even tripping. So I'll let y'all fight over it. <laughs> so, Jerry and my Hardy, I want to welcome y'all to the show. Um, Thank y'all so much for coming out here today, pulling mm -hmm. up on us here at the studio. 
So for all our audience members that's unfamiliar with you guys, could we get an introduction to each of y'all just so that they, they know how y'all started and how y'all yeah, ended how up coming together, together with this? Yeah, so uh, my name is Jared Couch. I am from Dallas, Texas. I graduated from the illustrious Wilmer Hutchins High School before it was shut down. And and it, came, and it was rejuvenated on DISD. Uh, I went to film school at the University of Texas, uh, worked for ESPN for five years, worked for the Rangers for three, and now I'm doing my own thing under the creative couch. And uh, I know this guy, Hardy, for about 20 years. I've known Yvonne for, since the beginning of Washed. All right. Hey everybody, I am Yvonne Williams. I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, but I've been in Dallas for, mm, wow, um, maybe 11, was that, it's 11 years now. You got here as quick as you could. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, um, so I am a set design and actress on Washed. I kind of stumbled into Washed and was very, very grateful that uh, this man right here has trusted my abilities to uh, come and make some magic, and look what we look what we did. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Byron Hardy. I am an actor, um, producer, writer, audio mixer um, <laughs> of Washed. Um, like I said, we've known each other forever at this point, like half a lifetime. Um, wow. And I got involved with the project. You know, I I too stumbled into it. Actually, drunkenly stumbled into it. I did my <laughs> I did my, um, my audition, so to speak. It was supposed to be a, It was supposed to be like a te a screen test or whatever. Like it was the day before the auditions. I'm at his house drinking, chilling. It's like, yeah, yeah, go take these sides. Come read. Come read. <laughs> Um, for character name, Eric, and we had kind of been talking about the show, you know, mm -hmm. direction it was possibly going to go in, and he's like, you know, this is like this character's got a lot of similarities. Yeah, I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. And um, but now I read, and then a week later he gave me the call. It's like, yeah, man, you ain't gonna believe it, but you got the role. It's like, but y'all had real actors. <laughs> like I'm a musician, a retired musician. Like I don't, I, I don't act, so I have to learn to act in order to do this. Um, and then along with that, just like the responsibilities of being such a small production, mm -hmm. um, you know, you you kind of unlock achievements or unlock new roles as you go along and as things get bigger and bigger, there's more to do. And that's kind of how I ended up on the writing team because I was a writing consultant. Um, so I ended up as a producer because I just wanted to be a PA. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna help whatever, you know, whatever way I could to help get it done. Um, so every, every day that I wasn't on set to act, I was there in a production capacity. And even on the days that I was acting, I was still kind of like doing some management stuff kind of off to the side. Um, it was a lot of it was a challenge, but you know I think I, I made it through it okay. So you know uh, season one, uh, although we had a mixture of uh, first time actors, because mm -hmm. um, in season one it's like you got to post cool, we need you right, come on. Um, and a lot of the fans, a lot of people that viewed the show, they loved his character and they loved the Carmen character who was the work wife. So in season two, he became the lead character. Right, he went from supporting to lead because his character was uh, dynamic. I think they liked his personality it's on a camera. Lead. What's that? It was yeah. A, it, so season two was more of an ensemble, right? Like so, we had instead of one story, we had four stories, mm -hmm. right? So, but that's a testament to his hard work and every phase where and every single aspect that he undertook, it elevated. Same thing with Yvonne, right? Like talk about below a micro budget. She took that and nominated for an Emmy for set design on. I won't even tell y'all the budget because y'all be like, really? Nah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, what it is. For sure with y'all. So you have let's, to tell them. Let's, let's go to the very beginning with yeah. it. Like whenever you talked about season one, what was it like actually starting this? Cause like, like really, how did even the idea pop up? Like what, what created this 
this storyline and like really just how it all meshed together so yeah. well. So for real, um, yeah, you gotta tell the you gotta tell the whole thing. No, nah, I'm not telling the whole thing. Um, I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the the, the kind of the inspiration behind it. Um, so I was working for the Rangers and I was getting my MBA part time. Mm -hmm. I left the Rangers, a job I loved creating, when got me an MBA job. Right, I was making a lot of money. Um, that lasted one year. And so I found myself going from a high rise in downtown Dallas to the unemployment line, right? Wow. And I knew I wanted to create. And so this idea sparked because it was also kind of, the initial idea was kind of balancing this new lifestyle, right? Because I grew up in, you know, what a lot, in and around a lot of hoods in Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm living this life where <laughs> it's like brunch on Sunday, like this kind of washed lifestyle, feeling washed up. So trying to balance those identities. But then at the same time, I was, approaching 30 and I felt accomplished, but I was unemployed. I was driving for Lyft and uh, nothing wrong with driving for Lyft. But at that time I had two degrees, two Emmys. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I'm having kind of a quarter life crisis, which ironically was the initial name of the show, but it was too long. Um, <laughs> and so we settled on wash. So that was kind of the, the, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. The genesis of the idea. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to tell the trap house story. <laughs> well, then go bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. There, there was this. So we. Um, <laughs> So uh, a friend of mine um, was like, hey, want to roll to the hood real quick before we go out and deep Ellum? I was like, cool. So I found myself in a trap house <laughs> and I looked around and I knew everybody in there. We played football together. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of an out of body experience, right? Cause mm -hmm. like used to when I was 18, that wouldn't have been like, I still wouldn't have felt comfortable cause I ain't no D-boy, I ain't no thug. And, but I was 30 and I was like, man, I got a lot to lose. I got a mortgage, I got a wife. I was like, we need to get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, I'm seeing drugs, I'm seeing guns, right? Like, where, and I was like, so that was kind of another layer to it as well. It was kind of like, like, damn, I'm, I'm a different person, right? Like, yeah. I do not need to be in this environment, right? I ain't no punk, but I don't need to be in this environment. And so that was kind of a genesis as well. And that's kind of like his character was like, um, you know, he's a drug dealer, he's very intellectual and kind of like delving into that aspect of it, you know? Wow. I, t I told you I wasn't telling that story no more, man. <laughs> I mean, we're amongst friends. Right, right. We're amongst friends. But, <laughs> but that's real dope. And so, what was like? What was it like? Actually, taking from the idea, from the creative just juices, but actually making it come to life. Because a lot of times we have ideas. Yeah, we'll be man. like, "Oh, this would be amazing to do." You know, you your back's against the wall. You driving lift like. How do you turn and flip that into something that y'all have created now? Uh, being fearless and, you know, thanks to my wife for like having my back all the way through. She believed in the vision. Um, I had took her to a couple of regional Emmy shows. So she kind of knew that I kind of knew what I was doing, but uh, like the financial, like, so I was already creating my own agency. So I was investing in a lot of gear, right? Mm -hmm. So just buying a lot of gear, going into debt, like I was legit in, I had this one credit card that had like a $20,000 limit and I was close, right? And so I was like, I was pushing it and really it was just scrapping, man. Like, you know, I, I'm a fearless type person and then just kind of getting people in the community like Hardy, Yvonne, people just to rally around you. And I think folks will rally around you if you have a vision and a plan. And so I think just a combination of that fearlessness, folks rallying around, my wife supporting me um, and just making it happen. And then it's funny, 
we put a ball in motion and it starts kick, picking up steam and stuff started happening for us that we never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a powerful point you mentioned in there about how you were investing in this equipment before and building out your own agency before just because that was an investment in yourself that you was making at that mm-hmm. time. So that, that did you build your agency out during the same time? Um, yeah, so the whole thing was Mondays 9 to 5. I'm working on the show, but I'm also working on getting clients, mm-hmm. right? And I'm working on doing commercials, doing weddings. Any type of video work I could do, I'm building that. So I'm kind of juggling both you know, projects mm-hmm. and um, or both kind of companies because Wash is a company, the Creative Couch is a company. So I was doing, yeah, both at the same time. And a lot of times, any jobs that I got would fund um, Washed, mm-hmm. right? And also anybody from Wash that could help on my projects, I would bring them along, you know what I'm saying, whenever I could, you know, so yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like a community building thing. Yeah. Like, you know, we we love season two so much because of you know, how much it grew, but it wouldn't have been what it was without season one. Season one's just like, you know, a, what, eight episode. How many episodes season one? It's eight. Eight episode yeah. proof of concept, really. Yeah. But you know, it's not. It wasn't a proof of concept for necessarily the industry, and uh, in large at large. It was proof of concept around the city. So it was like it was like that that bait we put out in the water would attract all of the talent that mm-hmm. made season two even be as good. It's like everybody saw it and they saw the potential yeah. because you know we were learning things as we go along. You know, like throughout. Even, you know, throughout the season one process, definitely throughout season two. But we were learning as we go along. Mm-hmm. And we knew, you know, you know, Couch did a lot. Um, you know, he season one he shot it, lit it, edited it. Production design was like, yeah, whatever's there, we're gonna make it work. Um, but, you know, just that gorilla aspect of going from what we did in season one, mm-hmm. attracting, you know, uh Jamario or, you know, Sean Lyons or um, Yvonne to step up and do set design. The whole writing team. The whole writing team. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we went from three writers to six. Yeah, six. six and we had a consulting room. And, and we had, we had yeah, four consultants. And to mm-hmm. add a point to kind of what Hardy's saying, and I don't know if people are looking for advice in this podcast, but if you build something and it's not going to get you to great, don't be afraid to tear it down. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. Like season one, we were good. Mm-hmm. But I looked around and I was we're a web series. I was doing too much and folks weren't specialized in their role. Mm-hmm. And and I had to be cutthroat with a few people in that I had meetings with them. I, I, I was like, all right, we're gonna restructure the whole production team. So I met with folks, I was like, all right, what do you wanna do? And they was like, Oh, I like doing everything. All right, you do nothing, bye. Right? It's like if you wanna be a jack of all trades, you can't be great. Right, so what I needed in season two was to pick something and kind of go with it. So I, I, I knew we were good, but it wasn't gonna give us a great, so we had to restructure the whole thing. And hence, you bring in Yvonne for set design, mm-hmm. she focused on that. Now we did have people double up because we just didn't have- You still yeah. on a micro budget. Yeah, you still, you still on, on a micro budget. Right. But instead of- Like people, this is still being done for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so instead of, but you kind of branch out and you start filling roles um, and you start getting specialized, like Vaughn, you do set design. Now she also did props, mm-hmm. um, which usually you would break those apart. Mm-hmm. And but one person would but, just be focusing on props, and one person yeah on the design instead. So, but still, compared to season one, we didn't have that person to mm-hmm. focus to go through the script and say we need this, we need this, we need this. This is how I picture this, and and, and have a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, that's which the, which is a thing that you also have to realize with locations. We were like using Airbnbs and stuff, mm-hmm. so a lot of these yeah. things we were showing up sight unseen 
and Yvonne had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jamari Washington, who's our um, director of photography, they had to figure it out. Yeah. Like, how are we going to light it? How are we going to shoot it? You know, how is she going to decorate this space to make it fit whatever's going on or whoever this space belongs to? You got to figure that out at 6 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, like, you, like they, they didn't get the week ahead. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might have had some pictures or whatever, but you can't really get a sense of the space. Yeah. So we we in there at six in the morning. Like, what is we gonna do? So how long you got the space? Why are you trying to figure it out for the six in the morning? Is that just for the day? It's you got some places, <laughs> some places we just in there for the day. So we yeah. got there five six in the morning. Like as long as they would let us in there, we were we were there. But you gotta realize, like you got you got scenes. You know, scenes got cut. Scenes got moved. Mm-hmm. Locations got stretched. That, that was more money. But you know, doing things better, it, it took a lot more time because we didn't have more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I have a question. So like, y'all mentioned that y'all have everybody. They kind of doing this for free, right? Y'all build this community around this. So can like for somebody who's out there, they got a they got an idea, they got a camera, they may have a few some equipment. Um, how do they like first go out about this? Do they just put out casting calls? Do they just like send this to some of their friends? Friends on like, hey, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, like both. Um, if you're just starting off, um, you have to lean on your friends a lot. Um, you can do a casting call, and if you do a casting call or if you go that route of recruiting people, you damn well better have a vision, you better have a plan, you better have your act together because people aren't going to follow you because mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks out here to start stuff and don't finish it, mm-hmm. right? And I feel bad for actors when they go and – because a lot of actors – and the reason I'm saying this is not because I'm down in anybody because I don't know this. I, I'm, I'm on my productions, but I, get, I got a text message that day that's like, thank you for following through. Right, because a lot of times I do projects and they don't ever mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. So I would say follow through. But yeah, friends, you can do a casting call. You can reach out to other uh, up and coming like you know, student filmmakers or kind of just first time filmmakers. And I kind of want to talk about the learning process because you you spoke on it. You 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 won the sports Emmy through you were shooting, correct? No, so I, you were already, I was a producer you were writer. Rooting, writing? Yeah, so when you work at ESPN, if you're a producer, you produce and you write. That's it, right? Okay. That's it. Um, with doing this, you do a little bit more. Uh, when I was with the Rangers, I was a creative director. So you were kind of already in that role and kind of already had it. What about you, uh, Yvonne? As far as? As far as, like, with the set design and everything, did you have to go through a learning curve to get, uh, get over it? Because I know Byron, he said he's coming from music, which yeah. is... is it's kind of similar because it's in the creative arts, right. but at the same time, music and coming to film and design and stuff, that's two different things. Yeah. You got a specialized ear where you can hear things off and everything exactly. like that, but coming to this side is totally different. Was it yeah. same thing for well, you? Well, it's funny you said he had a specialized ear. I had a specialized eye for, mm. for design. And even in, when I say I stumbled into WASH in season one, I just came on as an extra and sat there and I kind of took a risk because you shouldn't mm-hmm. on a higher you know level set if you say anything to a director you Did would you be know? asked to leave you know I'm like you know, I don't need your opinion get out <laughs> but <laughs> graciously if I would see something I'd say oh shouldn't we do that and I'm like I like that go ahead and <laughs> but that's I think I think that kind of helped him kind of understand like oh, okay well I mean she has a good eye for something as well as um I think Nadira kind of spoke with you and again with having friends in you know great places and she knows you know I love design um 
I've worked with wardrobe before with mm-hmm. films, but as far as set design, I haven't. I knew it wasn't far off from what I can do. Um, I love design. If you go to my apartment, a lot of the stuff that you see in Washed <laughs> is from my apartment. It is what it is. But <laughs> uh, I just, I love, I have these visions. I'm a big Pinterest person. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know what Pinterest is, but mm-hmm. I have way, like so many different boards. Um, and when I think Hardy said earlier, when we come on set and we don't have much time, you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we showed up and, and said, hmm, well, what are we going to do? No, I already had a plan. You know, I, it's just putting that plan, making it fit that space that we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And that's how we put it together. But as far as the learning curve, I think the biggest learning curve was actually having to deal with, you know, th- these different scenarios, different locations that we had. If it was 110 degrees and you still had to... <laughs> had to make sure everybody would... Everybody, everybody, everybody like, damn. No, 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 I told you about the PTSD earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But yeah, it happens. Like, we, we did... We went through a lot. We put on a lot of work. And it wasn't... I, it, it, I'd be selfish to say it was just me. I had, you know, everybody helped in where they could. When I was, you know, passed out or throwing up, then people stepped up oh, wow. to the plate. She was actually did happen. <laughs> she was legit throwing up on set, and I was like, "Yo." I was like, you should go home. Mm-hmm. I don't even say she go home. I was just in shock. And I think I told Nadir something. I was like, Yvonne should go home. <laughs> and next thing, I, she's back up and at it. And, you know. Back working. D- back working, mm. putting set uh, design pieces. Actually, one of our best sets, ironically. Like, you was struggling. Like <laughs> that was her flu set. Damn. It was a flu set. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So no. for one of these I think we all had a day where we just kind of yeah. died on set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people, But we have a great team that people, you know, feel in where, where we needed yeah you just keep going so for one of these productions like y'all say y'all pull up at the airbnb at 6 a.m like how many people does it take to put together one of these shows and like what are some of the roles that goes so, into this not very many people <laughs> <laughs> um we grew house we love you yeah <laughs> we grew we grew from 30 to about 150 people in season two sheesh <laughs> All those in huh? the Airbnb. No, 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 no. was probably my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. And, that, and when you grow that big, you turn less into a director and more of HR. Uh, but <laughs> so, <laughs> if we had a small Airbnb, Airbnb, we'd be like, listen, cut it down, bare minimum, <laughs> right? So you come in in waves, like, all right, Vaughn, you get in there, do your thing. If you got to go, go, because once the sets, you know, we can handle it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, makeup, all right, once you do your thing, get out. You know, not get out, but, you know, kind of move <laughs> to the side. Uh, lighting, once you get, once you do your thing, get in there, get out, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we had a very, like, those pictures on Airbnb are, dece- are deceiving. So, oh, yes. we, we we pulled up into an apartment, and if, if y'all see, it's Carmen's apartment. We made it look bigger than what it is, but it is tiny. It's about, this living room was about the size of this room. Yeah, right? It was tiny. It had a great view, though. Um, and so, w- once once you run into a situation like that, everybody in the bedroom. That was the second day of filming, wasn't it? Is that when it was hot as hell? No, no, no. no. no so, anyway, so you do very minimum. Like, if it's a small space, you got your camera. You got even director might be in the hallway, right, mm-hmm. looking on a monitor. So you just kind of just get as small as you can. Uh, the hot, the hot one was a uh, hot box. It's a hot box. So when you so when you watch, you'll see a thrift store. It was built in the twenties and no longer exists. It was bulldozed, and we had to shoot during the summer. 
and it had great insulation and no AC. Mm. So we were shooting in the hot box. Triple digit summer, okay? Triple yeah. digit summer. Was, yes, <laughs> yeah. And it was hotter in there than it was outside because it just held in heat yeah. so well. Great. And it was literally like you could look down and it, yeah, it may be 115 degrees in, in that room. And there's no AC. And if there was, we can't run it during takes anyway yeah. because of the audio. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're like we're getting patted down. Like makeup yeah. gave up on that set. Like yeah, she's just yeah, like, yeah. man, nah, y'all good. Like yeah. we we gonna pat you down. Exactly. We gonna, we gonna pat dab the sweat off of you in between takes, yeah. and we gonna keep have on powder. right. Like because it's just that's just what we you know what we have to do. Now the aesthetic of it ended up being dope because it gave her a lot to play with. Yeah, they called it a thrift store. It was really just kind of a hoarding station is what it seemed like. There's just <laughs> some of everything in this joint. And so, like, you know, you need a desk, you look in a corner, here's a desk. Yeah. <laughs> we only really had to worry about lighting. Yeah. We had to buy lamps and stuff to, to light it, but... And the and the wacky uh, old electric electric so it kept oh, yeah. the breaker kept flipping mm. all that stuff but that that that's a testament and that's kind of a trick you use you use Airbnbs because they're already dressed and you this thrift store had a lot of props a lot of set design where normally if we try to do that ourselves that's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of dollars to get that yeah. old school look so mm. yeah, so I want to go into your learning curve so you coming from music mm-hmm. now. You're an actor. You're an actor, but you're also first producing. Time yeah, first time actor. Now you're playing the role of producer as well. So, like, how do you juggle all this and start learning this stuff? What you watching a lot of YouTube? What you what you doing? I mean, you know, it's amazing what you can learn on YouTube. But university um, undefeated. <laughs> so season one, I kind of came along slowly. I kind of had some other stuff going on at work, and you know, I was um, back in school and stuff like that. So he kind of he eased off me. He just let me act. That's um, why you were kind of in a supporting role. Well, I mean, it's just that it was written that way. Anyway, mm-hmm. we were a single character lead, and everyone was it, you know the whole world was built around that character. Gotcha. Um, and so we got into the process of season two. I was like, all right, school out. I'm, I'm straight at work. Like, what you need? Um, a lot. Yeah, I mean, because I like, I would, because I'd be on the phone with him, like, throughout the post process and all of this, like, this is like, dang, I wish I had, you know, time. more time and, and space to help. And um, so, you know, season two came around and they're writing, and I, didn't jo- I joined the writing team, like, because I was just going to consult. Right. And then uh, we got through, like, I think they got like the first seven episodes written or whatever, because, or however many, because we wrote 13. Um, <laughs> so, but they, like, the, the majority of the season was done, and I was you know, working on the consulting team, you know, giving notes, giving ideas and things like that. And then it's like, and then we got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's when we got stuck. It's like, all right, I tagged in, and that's how I ended up writing. You know, like, I knew these characters because I had kind of made myself the unofficial continuity person in writing I was like no we can't do that because this character said this in season one mm-hmm. or you know you, you can't have this situation because it goes against whatever it contradicts whatever mm-hmm. um, I'm just like a really detail oriented person just in general and um, so acting you know going back to that like I worked my way into it I understood it and the thing I learned about acting it was the hard lesson I learned in season one anybody can give a great performance once mm. But if you're on a single camera show, you got to be able to give a repeatable performance that may not be as great, 
but it's good enough to, you know, cut together in editing. Mm. And I was all over the place in season one, and he saved my butt, really. Um, so it's like, any praise my character gets, you got to get to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so moving in that, having that knowledge, and just like, I'm a person who just kind of, um, I just catalog things. So when we're writing season two, I'm preparing to act, because I know I need more time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then so, you know, we're getting into the process, we're getting ready to start production, and now I'm working in that in that area. And so, you know, this guy schedules out everything in spreadsheets. It's like, okay, we're going to do this location this day. We got this location that day. So we're going to do these scenes. And so he really drives the production piece of it. And so you just get in there in the spreadsheet and it's like, okay, what do we need to make this work? What do we need to make this happen? Um, and then you get on set and, you know, he's directing She's, you know, set designing and, you know, me and the AD are probably thinking about what scene's next or what we got to get ready next um, just because we don't have a lot of time. So you have to save time someplace. You got to have a pivot ready because, you know, we may have a grand plan, you know, when we walk into a place and then realize that plan ain't going to work. Yeah. And so, like, being able to huddle up and figure out what we're going to do instead, mm -hmm. you know, that was, you know, it's just everything was about being adaptable. Um, you know, we were always on the go, always on the move. So we just had to be ready to adapt. Like it was just something that we accepted. Um, so I say like from that standpoint, that's just the growth just kind of came with the responsibility rather than the other way around. It's just like, okay, I think I've gotten a pretty good handle on this. Okay. What's the next responsibility I need to take on? Um, I'm just, I'm a challenge person. Like I, I like, a, I love a challenge. Um, or I'm, you know, I'm going to get bored. Like. Sometimes producing and acting ain't the greatest thing in the world. More often than not, it's not, especially when you're independent, though, because it's literally, if I got scenes that we're shooting, we only filmed on weekends. So if I got scenes this coming weekend, but I still got to make sure everything else is right. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding the balance between that and a nine to five. That ain't fun, but you love it, so you, you do it. Sleep. Right, right. You love it, so you do it anyway. So it's like, okay, I'm going to produce on Monday and Tuesday. Come Wednesday, I'm an actor. And so now I'm calling him with notes on the scenes. And then, you know, we get through the notes. Okay, Thursday, back to being a producer, everything good to go. On Friday, it was like, hey, let me change these lines, this line, this line, and this line, like right before we're about to go to set so he can't say no. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just like. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm very open to, 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 to suggestions. suggestions. I'm, I always say I'm limited to my own ignorance. So anybody smarter than me that can add to it. He's very my, good at saying, it's like, yeah. Let's try it your way, but then yeah. you know, let's do one my way too. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get but, it. We're gonna you get it your so way. We're gonna get it my way, and I'm gonna make a decision to post. <laughs> I think that's really good. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Like that's really good for like team efforts too, because at least it shows. Hey, I'm listening to you, because like like she said in the beginning, you could have been an asshole director, yeah. whereas like you talk. You fucking up my vision. Like, get out of here. Like, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't got time for it. it. That only happened, like, I think once or twice. And that was, like, at the end of, like, a 25-hour day because we didn't have money to come back to this Airbnb. Like, it was wild. And uh, I, I usually take advice, but it was, like, the last scene. And it was like, hey, Jerry, you want to do this? Like, no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. We're going to come with yeah. the wide. We're going to cut, 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 bam, bam. And we getting out of here. And I was like, I don't want any. Yeah. I don't want In any. In hindsight, though, you were like, damn, yeah. why didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, I was like, why didn't we get that but uh, get get another angle but it, we just didn't have the time we didn't have time yeah. we didn't so, have time and i don't think we had the i don't think we had the physical or uh physical mental or emotional bandwidth to pull it off it was yeah. literally a 25 hour day we started at, we crazy. started at 6 a.m on sunday uh, and this was a walk away 
This is a walkaway set. So this was an Airbnb we had for the weekend. So we filmed um, Friday night. We filmed on Saturday. Sunday morning, 6 a.m., I wake up. I hear, you know, I hear people moving around downstairs. Like, all right, brush your teeth, get ready to go down to work. Um, and that was 6 a.m. on Sunday. By the time we packed up and left, it was 7 a.m. on Monday. So we finished that last scene at like five, four or five in the morning, like just before we were running out of darkness. And then it's like, all right, pack it up. We got to go. It's usually the opposite. You're usually worried about the, the sun. Losing daylight. Losing daylight. <laughs> you don't ever worry about the sun coming up, but we were. So y'all mentioned it. I heard Hardy say it in there where he talked about y'all do a single camera show. Mm-hmm. And some it uh it means that like the actors have to be more precise in what they're doing, right? So yeah. like, what are some of the challenges like in the differences between a single camera and a multi-camera show? Like, what would, would it be easier if y'all did like multiple shots? Or does it change the feel of the show or something? Uh, yeah, it, it does. Essentially, if you watch like some other shows, if you have different cameras, you can capture a little bit more mm-hmm. with uh, with one camera. You have to make sure that you get all of the shots that you want. I think Jared mentioned it before. You know. If you want to get you know certain things with that one camera you got to make sure that you you know get the OTS you got to make sure that you come around and you um, over the shoulder yes that's that one they have uh, 60 minutes where they be like yeah. the person, hey, be blurred. Hey, be but it's so important that's a, it's important that's a good shot <laughs> exactly and you know and I think the one place that having multiple cameras may have helped the most probably would have been on on close-ups yeah. Because a lot of the times, and some of it's fatigue, time. some of it's fatigue, and mm-hmm. some of it's just you know, you, it's just not really thinking about it. Um, but when you're on, when you're on, where you're doing a scene and somebody else is close up, you know, sometimes you may, sometimes a person may kind of you know lay out like just not really give it the performance have, yeah. that the other person <laughs> needs in order to generate that emotion that they're trying to you know tell in that story because they know the camera's not on them. And I think that's where having multi-camera I think would have helped the most, just because now you're giving this performance and we got to live in this moment. Everybody can stay yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah, and you know there is no ease up because the camera's not on me. Yeah, and I'll say this from a production standpoint. I know we had, I heard through the grapevine, we had an actor complaining about not having multi-camera. First of all, you know how limited the budget is. Okay. You got to have, you have to have a team, a squad mm-hmm. that can dress yeah. an entire room for like 360, right? At least 180, right? Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta dress it so if a camera's pointing this way and a camera's pointing that way, it's lit properly and the backgrounds are what you want it to be, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, with a single camera, we worry about you get a wide shot, we move in for a single or a double, and then we get single singles, and so you just do them. And the big thing for actors is continuity. Mm-hmm. If an actor is watching this, pay attention. If you pick this up with your right hand, when we move to another shot, please pick it up with your right hand. Mm-hmm. And not you know, not just independent projects. I was watching Cruel Summer, and my wife hates she it, but I I'd be like, hey, rewind it. I was like, pay attention to their arms. And every time the camera changed, even with big productions like that, that yeah, (laughs) like it'll, or watch the startup the other day. Mm -hmm. On the wide shot, his shirt was open. It went to a close up, his shirt was buttoned. Mm. Right? Even shows with big budgets, that stuff happens. Yeah, work, I'll tell you, working in film and TV, like just on a production side, will ruin your enjoyment. Yeah. Of yeah. You, no, you like, I look, at, I look at marketing that way. Yeah. Same way with us, like, we'd be like, oh, I see what you businesses is doing. Like, I, yeah. I, I tell us, I'm like, I'm not letting them get me, man. I'm not even going to try. So, continuity is huge. On a multi camera show, if you have 
uh, more cameras, you can kind of your continuity won't be a problem because you're getting all those angles. Um, but you know, a lot of people do single camera. Even mm -hmm. big yeah. shows do single camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 really just it's the storytelling mechanism. Mm -hmm. And well, okay, so I just realized there was one more place that your multicam probably would have saved me was in post audio. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's a we'll we'll get to that down the line. But I was also a post audio supervisor, so I did um, mixing, mm -hmm. um, sound editing for the first three episodes and part of episode seven of season two. And then just kind of supervise the rest where we had, uh, once we found someone else that could step in and do it, because it was like right at the beginning of COVID and things were, the things at work, once again, were going nuts because I had to, you know, I had to be a superhero for a little while. Um, <laughs> but, um, but going back to what you said, like single camera, double camera, it really, you're only as good as the talent in front of the camera and behind the camera, no matter how many cameras you got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got one more question, like dealing with the creative side, really just the time that it takes, like to actually from writing it mm -hmm. to actually shooting, yeah. shooting it. Like what, what does that look like if you wanted to take on a project like this? Independently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two years, I think was season two, Sheesh. two years from end to end. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get jealous because I see like Insecure on HBO. They'll post a BTS <laughs> with a script, and they're like starting shooting. And then I feel like thirty days later, after they just done. wrote the whole season yeah. and a retreat yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so two years, and you know the whole process. Not to delve into it too deeply, build the team, do some fundraising, build the writers' room, write the scripts, do the pre-production, location scouting, um, and then you got production, and then. Everything you did in those previous months changes during production, right? I mean, I'll, I'll say this. One of my favorite episodes was episode zero. It was a purgatory between episode uh, season one and season two. It's the only episode I wrote by myself. It's funny as hell. It's offensive as hell. And, <laughs> and we had to cut it. Because Whole it, episode. Because so, we so ran out of money. I was like... Is it's not available anywhere? I want to see that. It's, it's in script form. I can send you the script. Yeah. <laughs> script is hilarious. Yeah, but um. <laughs> yeah, so we had to get rid of it because we got like toward the end of production and pockets was empty. Like we was well, like, we can't do it. Yeah, and that was one of those things where it was kind of on. It was always on the list. Like mm. you know, he's always talking to like when we're writing. It's like, all right, we're going. We're cutting down. You got to kill your darlings. We need to reduce these number of locations. We were we went location crazy because you're telling four stories, right? Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of locations, right? So um, start thinking about money. It's like, okay, well, what can be the first, you know, what can go if things get tight? And so episode zero was on the list from the beginning. Like, we really hope we get there. Because it was, it was really a single location episode. It was a bottle episode, yeah. he calls it. Um, or the, I guess it's the industry term. Y'all know what a bottle episode no, is? I was just about so to say, it all just it? happens all in, in one place. Right. Yeah. One, one, one place, and we actually had all the characters. Every which character. A lot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that, that, they usually do that in the industry to save money. Like, so, like, all right, put everybody in one location and just knock out an episode real quick. Um, that wasn't our reasoning. We did it as a kind of a table setter. Um, I wish we had it, but we don't. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that fun, would be fun to do is just going forward, just do a bottle episode at the beginning of every season just to get everybody in one room because they might not see each other again. Like, there are characters I interacted with in season one. I ain't interact with in season two yeah. at all. Like, and and so that's kind of weird, but, like, that would have given us the opportunity to get those characters into just the same space and have them interact and have their fun. Just let us play. 
one you know one good time right and then like and then we'll go okay let's get into the the meat of the season but we didn't get to do that because you know poverty (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of speaking of the money side of everything yeah um, i want to get into the business side of it so like y'all film season two Mm -hmm. when did amazon come into play was that after season one or after season two? No, nah, it was during season. It was after after season one. Yeah, right. We put it out on YouTube. Yeah, put it out yeah. on YouTube, which YouTube is whack. Um, and we initially put it on Vimeo. Vimeo's uh, not whack, but it's just not for people to find mm-hmm. your stuff. Mm-hmm. YouTube's whack because the algorithm. Uh, Amazon has a, an independent track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to get on as far as like you just got to jump through all the hoops. Um, make sure your stuff is up to par, and you can get it on there. And it took a lot of. Re- Rejection from them, but just coming back and saying fixing whatever they said was wrong, and eventually got on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Even before that, the budget. Because mm-hmm. y'all, y'all mentioned it a few times. Yeah. I want to know, what type of budget were y'all working with? What season? Uh, <laughs> give it both. Give it both. So, season one, if you count all the... I, was like, I think I got the season one, but uh, yeah. season one budget in like the little... Little ashtray yeah. in my car. <laughs> so, if you don't, if you don't count like Change. the, if you don't count like the fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars in equipment I originally bought, um, like all in all, like a few thousand dollars, like three thousand dollars, I think. You know, now mostly that's food and Airbnb rentals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, wasn't much, right? But you need the equipment, and that stuff you can get that stuff like renting and stuff like that. Um, but then you fast forward to season two. Um, we we raised about twenty thousand dollars in like crowdfunding and product placement. So we had that twenty. Um, all in all, I think we ended up spending around sixty thousand dollars, right? And that's not including um, manpower, right? If I started putting in the man hours and all that stuff, you're looking more to like a million uh, or probably more, right? Right. And then, yeah. It's just like like if we all just laid out an invoice for yeah. services rendered for season two, yeah, yeah we get up to a million. And like Vaughn, Vaughn could speak on this, but she returned a lot of stuff. That was, so that's how you that's how you turn <laughs> that's how you turn a, a, a props budget or set design budget into a bigger one. So I would think around sixty thousand. But then, like we had a Reebok sponsorship. Reebok was one of our sponsors, and they gave us a lot of free clothes. Like at one point, I looking back, I'm like, man, that looks like a Reebok commercial. I don't know why I let that happen. <laughs> um, but Reebok was on board. Uh, a lot of local designers, which we were grateful for them. Uh, a lot of musicians like threw their music at us and let us use their music. Grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Marcus who yeah. was out here wrangling and recruiting and and, and you know setting moods with this yeah. music. Sometimes with just a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, actually, most of it was with just a script until we got like deep in the post because it wasn't edited. Yeah, cash out of pocket. I think it was around sixty, but I haven't looked at the total number recently, so it could be more I closer. Understand why you wouldn't? Look. It, yeah, it could. It, <laughs> It could be closer to a um, hundred, but ironically, I'm only down around ten thousand, which I, I find I kind of find as a win, right? So yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. nah. That's so when you went to like, yeah, that's a, that is a win. Yeah, yeah. you gotta end up. Sup, family. 
Hope you've been enjoying the show. I have a serious question for all my entrepreneurs real quick. Is your business moving forward or is it stagnant? Don't you want to know how to get more clients, how to build better infrastructure, how to dominate in your industry? Well, you need to be at the 10th Annual Run Business Conference in Dallas, Texas on July 16th. Run Business Conference will have experts teaching on trucking and logistics, government contracts, real estate, finance, credit, business automation, and so much more. Man, look, fam, y'all got to get ready to run. Get ready to run your life, run your business, and run up this bag. You're only one contract away from changing the trajectory of your business. Link is in the description to get tickets. Let's run it. Run Conference 2022. Show Emmy nominee. Yeah. So with these uh these different brands and people that you approach when you were fundraising, like you had the proof of concept yep. already to yep. show them, and that's why it was good yeah. that y'all did exactly. season one. And that, that exactly, and that's and that's why I said earlier, like we come correct, professional in every single element. Like when I was at ESPN, they care about every fame, every frame, every pixel. Everything's important. And I thought they were crazy. And now I'm the crazy one. Right. <laughs> so but we come with a very professional approach. Right. And we don't we, I don't let it go out unless mm-hmm. it's professional. Right. OK is not good enough. So that's how when we approach them, we approach them. And plus the proof of concept. Right. Mm-hmm. We had won some awards. We went to, went to festivals, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's really, really dope. And there was a, uh, another thing like what you bringing back the stuff yeah, and like just really making it making it happen though because a lot of times sometimes people be too proud to do that oh i'm not bringing that back but it's like what yo you are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> let that <laughs> exactly like are you gonna let that stop your vision from coming true yeah like are you gonna let your pride not make this come to life that was standard fair right yeah. <laughs> if, if we really if something really fit the scene we i just looked at it Talk to Jerry and say, hey, can we swing this? We can probably return it. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. We can return it. Sure. I so. turned over I turned over my credit card, right? And <laughs> it was like, hey, just get it, we'll figure it out, right? And yeah, it's just kind of making it happen. And let, let me tell you, I was I remember the story I was gonna tell. We was down to zero dollars in the washed like bank account, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I could go to my wife, but I really <laughs> didn't want to. My wife's like, when's this gonna be done, right? And so my man Hardy. Like, we hit zero. Like, I swear to God, we hit zero on season two, and nobody knows this. My man Hardy, the day we hit zero, hit me with $1,000, right? And that's not easy. He was trapping for real. That's not, yeah, that's not easy for somebody to do, right? Just to say, here's $1,000, get it back to me when you can get it back to me, right? Because it had been a a running joke because I just started a new job. It's like, hey, what's your newfound wealth? So, and and honestly, like, I didn't know that we hit zero. Mm -hmm. I just was like, yo. We got what two more weeks of production yeah. left? Yeah, <laughs> like here. Yeah, like it, you got. I got to get mine in. Like we 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 here now. And you can't take food back. So, but you got to right. feed the crew. Right. And you got to feed. You got to feed people. Yeah. And so, and, that, and that's the thing. Like to give you some insight. <laughs> on one end, when you go into sponsors, you go in there with your chest out. We on Amazon. We win an awards. When you got to get locations for a discounted price or try to get some, you come with your hat and hand like, <laughs> can you please help me? <laughs> the, the, tr- the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like, you ain't as big as you think you are, and you ain't as broke as you. <laughs> hey, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no backing. Hey. 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 Please. That's hilarious. Amazon checks come once every three months, and they've been shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember towards the end, you were even asking me. You were like, "Do we have any money to spare? <laughs> yeah. Any money? <laughs> Please like, tell me you can bring some of this stuff back." How, what was it like a two thousand dollar prop and set design budget? Right, and yeah. we, that was our for ten tight. episodes. For ten yeah. episodes, Vaughn so probably didn't understand. Like I, I was like, I can go to Shannon to see if we can, <laughs> if she's cool with me taking some from the savings. But you know, I, I really didn't want yeah, to. Like, please don't. We had already, like point. you say, like we raised twenty thousand, mm -hmm. and I said we spent sixty. That forty came from somewhere, yeah. right? <laughs> like, damn. Hey, and I, I'm glad y'all share that too. Like. Cause I want people to, after they hear this to go like look and watch the show yeah. to see like y'all talking about these budgets, but I don't think like people no. can't visualize no. what this looks like. This look like a show that's on Showtime yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Y'all getting it done. You said other. And, that, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like I'm just giving away all the game. Like, but you have to be able to execute it. If I give you this game, is we had events. So we had premiere events. That's where I got some money back, right? Mm -hmm. We got creative and did tiered packages. That's how I got money back, right? And we did a finale event. We did a, a, an event with Reebok where we didn't charge, but we sold merch, right? Mm -hmm. So Smart. we did things that supplemented. So that's how, even in my mind, I'm like, how did we get from raising 20 to, filling, yeah, to yeah. filling the gap? And it was from events, mm -hmm. right? But that's y'all being hungry and just making it happen. Yeah. Oh, it's community. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a testament to the hustle of of everybody yeah. involved. Like, you know, everybody was trying to figure out a way to to shave some budget off of whatever they were mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. You know, you know, whether it was, you know, camera crew running back and forth to Austin to rent yeah. something, you know, yeah. or to borrow to borrow gear or, mm -hmm. you know, us taping tags down because we know this stuff gotta go back on Monday. Yeah. Um, Our DP Mario like called in mad favors, like pulled up the first day of set with a big production truck. I was like, "Whoa, I'm gonna put all my little camera equipment." Oh, to the it was back. so funny! Like we just like we just shrunk, yeah, because <laughs> I rolled with it. <laughs> I roll with him. I'm like, all right, you know, we're going to unload. You pop the truck, and then they shut, like, the van pulls up, and it opens. It's like the A-team getting out with all of this gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, let's just, we good, dog. <laughs> they don't even need us, bro. We just going to move everything to the it. side. That's, that's really uh, cool that everybody came together like mm -hmm. that, too, though, and that, like you said, though, you were able to sell your vision mm -hmm. and you were able to get everybody on board and y'all came together and really made it happen through the power of community. Yeah. A lot of times people don't even understand that. A lot of times, once again, we let pride get in our way. We're too scared to ask, hey, can you help this out? Can you help us out with this? Like, this is what we have going on. I can't really pay you right now, but I promise you, like, it's going to be worth it. It's yeah. going to be precious. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you break down that humility and come to someone like that? Like you say, you know, with your head out, because a lot of times people won't do that. Um, again, it's the, it goes back to like kind of the fearlessness and wanting to get stuff done. And I know folks just like, I want an opportunity, like they give me an opportunity to direct just as, like they would say, you know, thank you for the opportunity, Jared. Well, thank you for the opportunity to give me to direct. Um, and when you grow like thank we- Thank you for thanking me. Right? <laughs> Great. Um, and when you grow like that, and it's something I didn't foresee like going into it is the egos. Like egos grew in season two. And- <laughs> hey, That clout got up. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and like one of our writers like, Jared, you know, the problem is you make, you make these guys, you make everybody feel everybody like we're bigger feel, than we yeah, are. Yeah, and make everybody feel like a superstar, so, man. It, so think about it, I, I take it back to sports and this happened in one event and one set, like there was a there was an incident 
And I'm ready, like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to pop off. And this guy passed me in the hallway. He's like, you know, you got to eat this. Uh, can I curse? Anyway, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, you got to eat this shit, right? And I was like, Man, I don't want to eat this shit. And he's like, you got to eat this shit. And I was like, all right. So I went in there and I took all the, I took all the blame. And that's what leaders do. And that's what you do in sports is like, you go in, you take the blame and you just eat it. Right. And my whole thing was for me is like, especially when we grew, like get out of the way of the show. Cause mm-hmm. there were so many people chasing their dream through the mm-hmm. show, right? And had spent so much time because there were so many times I could make decisions in season two that would cut the legs out of the entire show mm-hmm. and made me feel good, mm-hmm. right? And made me not feel like a bitch. <laughs> but there was times where I went in there and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the blame, even though it's not all my fault. Um, I'm gonna take the blame. And so we can get to the finish line and everybody can see because we've been manifesting this daytime Emmy nomination for a long time. Tell them about it. Millennials love manifesting. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, I was going to finish up. I like yeah. in, in this business, um, ego can be that anchor that stops you from getting to where you yeah. want to go. Hmm. You can't get too big for your britches just because you think this is Dallas and this ain't L.A. and ain't nobody paying attention like like at no level do you want to get hit with the you know difficult label or you know you don't want to you don't want to not be a team player and so you always it's all about the project I don't care what your part is in it you have to understand that everything is about the project however you feel whatever you wanted to do but didn't get to do whatever it is it don't matter because we're all about getting to the com- the, that point of completion and getting it out to tell our story to the masses. And, you know, a lot of people, it's just hard-coded in them, like, nah, it's got to be about me. Nah, I got to get what I want, or I'm just going like, to torpedo the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you just, those are the people that you know, if we was getting money with this, I wouldn't mess with you. Nah. <laughs> like straight up if we like if we were under a film studio I can't trust you because you're going to cost the studio more money because of the way that you approach things you know and then you know just certain kind of you know certain types of energy you can just you can feel it on set or you can feel it in meetings or whatever and you just kind of you just know those people will eventually weed themselves out because they really ain't got the stomach to finish mm. and what are you about to ask me <laughs> that was a bar, man. That was a bar, uh, and I kind of want to go into the thing with Amazon too. What did Amazon do for the show? Was it did it help y'all recur, start making some money? Was it more so getting the show out to a larger audience, people who building that fan base? Yeah. All of the above, all of the above. Um, early on, their royalties were good; <laughs> they were decent. Yeah, yeah, they, they still they still trash. They changed the structure. Um, Right. But they, they're starting to squeeze indies out. like mm-hmm. And luckily, we got in when we did. Um, but they were good. And it gave us enough to buy some props, buy some food for the cast and crew. Um, now it's, it's, it's trash. But from... Amazon's worried about MGM more than they were. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, just, they, they just closed yeah. that deal. Yeah, yeah, they did. Let me, let, let me use, let me use a business terminology since we're on a business yeah. podcast. The halo effect. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of being associated with Amazon, mm-hmm. you just get that halo effect. So now W Xbox. So okay. now ABC returning our calls. Now now reporters aren't ignoring us. You know, now now we can get on and get us some media and grow the brand. And hell, 
another point when we were about to be broken season two, a college called us up mm. and they were like, hey, we want you to come out and speak. And I was like, cool, I'll come out and speak. And it's like, what do you want your honorarium to be? And after I Googled what honorarium meant, which is sad because I swear I had just used it like in the same. <laughs> so after I Googled that, I came back, I was like, I'm not sure. What do you think? <laughs> And so they came back. I think it was. I think it was like fifteen hundred. I was like, "Whoa, okay, just to speak." So that's just an hour. All right, cool. So we went out there and we hour drive. Yeah, we we went out and we did it, and we got the honorarium, and that paid for uh, a location and paid for food. Y'all making shit. Like you don't understand, like you know, whatever, however you believe that the universe works, or you know, whatever religions like something was on our side, like through this whole process, like even all the way down to the day the, the daytime Emmy nominations were announced like we were just because yeah. we were beat down mm -hmm. like um, yeah. me and this guy you just talk about getting ready to move on and he's getting his energy back and I'm still like I'm still a little drained um, so we get just like alright here we go it's rejection day we ready, so. You ever seen Morgan Freeman and Shawshank? <laughs> okay, uh, y'all gotta watch Shawshank. I'm gonna okay. watch it. So, yeah, oh, yeah, but that had been kind of the thing, like, you know, you know, people weren't really messing with us, because, you know, a lot of it was because it was just, it was a season two, like, mm -hmm. for festivals and stuff. It's like, you're dropping us in the middle of a story, we can't put you in the festival, because we don't know what's going on. Fair. Um, but, you know, we got to the daytime Emmys, and we actually submitted for. 12. A, uh, 12 entries for 11 categories. Yeah. And so the first two categories were announced you know, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they're announcing them via Twitter. And so the things roll out. He's just like right away. Me and him are sitting on the phone. It's like, oh, man. Because it was, I think it was best overall. Yeah. Um, I forget what they called the category that they put digital. It was best overall limited drama series. A limited drama. And yeah. it came out. It was like one of the, it was the second category announced. And our name one, name wasn't on it. And I was like, damn, I was on the phone with him and I hit him with the usher, I'm gonna call you back. Yeah, <laughs> he straight up did though. I'm gonna like, call you I'm, back. I'm you sitting sure? my Yeah, <laughs> stop playing. Stop playing. I was getting ready to get on the couch and crawl up in the fetal position and like, damn. And I'm just, yeah, it is like, it's so like then he texts me, he's like, man, because they haven't announced all the other categories yet. They do those at the end of mm -hmm. June because it's they did it in two phases, so it's two broadcasts. So we weren't even thinking about the set design one because we were just thinking like, you're like, if we didn't get the overall, we ain't that right. Yeah, yeah. it's like we didn't get overall, we ain't getting it. And you know, we submitted. We knew we were going to be going up against stuff that's like period pieces and sci-fi and whatever. Um, Some you know, crazy stuff, like right. And it's like, yo, our set, you know, our production design is dope because of how we did it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they they would you know respect it as such because you know we're set in modern times in Dallas, black ass Texas, like. We didn't know, like, what the reaction was going to be. But Vaughn believed. She said, let's do it. Let's submit. And so I went back to work. I'm just trying to deal with this disappointment. And um, and then he called me. I was like, oh, man, let me just make sure he all right. He's like, bro, we got nominated. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like, Con I feel like Kanye. Can we still get that deal with <laughs> I was like, I was confused. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, we got nominated for a production design. I was like, fuck, I'm refreshing the Twitter. Like, where do you see that? I don't see it. He's like, no, click on that link and go to the full results. And then we got, it was like, oh, crap. Like, so the running gag had been, like, when these announcements come out, are we going to scroll down and read every category? 
or we just gonna hit the control F and then just put in a hashtag and see if <laughs> anything comes up. Because I show us hashtag watched, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's like, all right, do we wanna rip the band-aid off? Just hit this hashtag, or we wanna scroll through and just really like scratch the lottery ticket. So we got there and that was like the first thing I took so hashtag. hashtag. So, Oh shit! I text my boss like you talking about the Amazon halo effect. Like I remember one day I had just started. I was kind of a, a couple months in. He called me into his office, and um, he turned his TV on, went to Amazon Prime. He's like, "That's you." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yes, yes, it is. He's like, "Man, I just like this is crazy thing. I've been looking upside your head for like three weeks because I was trying to figure out." I've never seen this man before. This man looks so familiar. <laughs> And it was so funny, but it was just like they like those are the people you reach, those people who actually pay attention to the you may also likes. So that's what Amazon did for us mm -hmm. a lot. And it just like it just rolled and yeah. rolled and rolled. And mm -hmm. so like like he said, it gave us enough to to go to certain places and be like, yo, we doing this. Mm -hmm. But we still had, you know, enough of the reality to go in the other places. We're like, mm -hmm. no, we need this. I like I like how y'all got it on Amazon. <laughs> And like it's also hosted through your website. I think that's one of the most genius things. Like, thank you. You can really go in here and like get them episode by episode if you want. You can rent episode like you know on Amazon on like the Fire Stick and stuff. Yeah. You can rent episodes or whatnot. But y'all do it directly from your website, and I think that's smart because it's another stream of income yep. for y'all as an independent business. And it's a better way for us as individuals to support y'all. And here's some more game. What I was trying to do, I don't know if it was clever or not. We have a crap load of exclusive content on our website you can only find there. So we have 25 or 27 behind the scene features with behind the scene footage. And you talk to Yvonne, or you get to hear Yvonne talk about set design for about five minutes. Hardy, everybody, a lot of people on the team talked about their role. And so we got, yeah, so that was, there was, there was thought process behind that. Kind of like, two streams of revenue, and then um, also just have it on our site and try to get people there, because you get more money if you sell it yourself. Thanks, always. Exactly. Exactly. Keep it all. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's really, really smart, and I want to talk to you about what comes with the Amazon effect. Are y'all open to working with larger brands, like yeah. getting picked up by maybe a, a major uh, label, or do you want to keep it indie? Oh, no, no. We, we want to make money. We're not doing this stuff for art. Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah, no, we're, we're trying to get in front of the decision makers. We got a lot of ideas we're working on. I'm working on a feature, two, two, two TV ideas yeah, with the writer. Yeah, we got a couple of pilots. Yeah. Like, it's a we're, lot going on. Working on that, and then I was, I mentioned to y'all before the show, uh, I got a friend that works at a major network, and he wants me to rewrite the uh, wash pilot, mm -hmm. like rewrite the whole show and send it to him, see if we can use our proof of concept of what we've done and say, hey, this is, this is what we want to do mm. um, in a bigger scale. Kind of like, this is always a blueprint. Uh, Issa, Issa Rae had the Aqua though. Black Girl yeah. and then Insecure is just a really high budget version of Aqua Black Girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, now we, we here to, we want to be like, those folks in Dallas, we you know, mm -hmm. there's shows in here. I know Cruel Summer shot in Dallas, um, Queen of South shot in Dallas. We want to do that. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. And I kind of wanted to get into one of the last points I wanted to get into the film festivals. Like I know you say y'all apply and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but what is the process of like getting in on that? Because I know uh, I forgot one of them. What is it called? Sun Sundance Sundance yeah, uh, yeah, Film yeah. Festival. That, I know it's like a really big festival. one. Yeah. So like. How do you get on these circuits and start winning some of those awards so you can start getting some notoriety? 
So that's uh, Film Freeway is kind of like the portal for all festivals. Mm-hmm. Some festivals, I think Sundance does their own thing. Um, South by Southwest does their own thing. Mm-hmm. So the big ones do their own thing. Uh, those are really hard to get into. A lot of times, I'm not saying you need to know somebody because if you got a really dope piece of work, mm-hmm. you know, get it in there in front of them and it has a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know there are relationships built, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes because mm-hmm. we have relationships we built behind the scenes with festivals mm-hmm. that we knew we were in before anybody, else, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And we even got invited uh, to an invitational. So uh, the folks that didn't didn't Black Film Festival, um, they had heard about us, they knew about us, so they just made us an invitational selection, mm-hmm. right? Well, we could it was because they saw the billboard. Maybe. <laughs> Y'all did a billboard in Yeah, Dallas? we did a billboard for Two our launch. Of Two of them. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Should I give that game away? So yeah, that's, that yeah. one right, right, right in the hood. I got to pass right. by it. Like. So that, that that's another hustle in that it was COVID, so outdoor advertising wasn't expensive because people weren't outdoors, right? So what you want to do is you want to build this, again, another halo effect and an image perception about yourself. So what I did is I called up all the billboard companies and negotiated all of them against they each other. Hurt, hurt. They were hurting. Cause, and I noticed that when I was driving around, I'm seeing a lot of blank billboards, right? Mm-hmm. So I there nego- was no traffic. Yep, I negotiated them against each other, got a real good rate to get two. And, <laughs> and then here's another thing, like usually you'd have to pay somebody to design your billboard. Mm-hmm. I went and learned how to design a billboard. I went and researched what makes a best billboard, which is seven to 10 words or less. And uh, which was, that's really hard to do. And then I designed it myself and put it up. So we got it for, you know, a lot of people think we, you know, spent a lot of money. That's That was a hustle, right? That was trying to make it happen. And I, we did spend money, but, you know. He's never, like, he never stops. He he never just lets something go without trying to negotiate a little bit. Yeah. And that's another thing, like, if you want that's another right. bit of game, like, whatever you're doing, even if you like the price, just you know, just test it out. Never, pay the, never pay the real price. Right, that, right. No, big like, thanks, though. No, straight up, like, negotiate. Everything is negotiable. Yeah. Um, it's like, if, it, yeah, if you got a barter or something or, you know. you. He got a friend, man. I tell y'all, this girl, she oh, gets a lot of shit for man. free. Like, but she just acts. And she's like, I'm not. Yeah, sometimes you just have to ask yeah. and it'll be available. Like, it's the thing with the billboard. Worst thing is no. Like, right. Yeah. The worst thing they can say is no. It's like, all right, cool. We back to paying regular price. I was going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's the, the billboard thing, like, you couldn't hide it. Like, we know y'all ain't, we know y'all not getting no business. Mm-hmm. They either blank or they worn down because they've been up here forever mm-hmm. because ain't nobody, you know, ain't nobody bought this location. Yeah. You just got to be smart about it. And, like, when I selected the billboards, I selected in neighborhoods that I thought might like us. And then also, dived into the analytics they provided and got the best, the most reach mm-hmm. out of um, where the locations were, which one was in South Dallas of uh, 20, and the other yeah. one was in East Dallas, only oh, three miles from my home, um, was off I-30. Mm-hmm. So, that's hard. So, so you had to see us going, if you were going into downtown from yeah. there, way, like you had Either to, way, yeah. I'll show y'all the video on Instagram. I, I, that's hard. I, 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 I don't want to see it. So like, whenever y'all, after doing the billboards, did y'all notice like, because it's offline marketing. I know we in this era of digital yeah. marketing and all this where people can track analytics. You can't necessarily like... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities. 
from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Track, track, yeah. Uh, individual customer, but did y'all see like a spike? Yeah, or spike like yeah. You see people it. People often say like traditional advertising is dead. We know? we was doing crazy numbers like when we launched the show. Like me and him, like we go over analytics almost daily. So the numbers were happening, and then you also see people tagging us when they roll past it or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was more from a, kind of a branding mm-hmm. uh, awareness type awareness thing, type yeah. thing. Like like you said, you can't really like when I do a Facebook ad, I can see how many people right. impressions. Yeah. This was more of kind of like we hear yeah. right we hear and sometimes you invest in that you know you might not be able to get direct results but we hear is very powerful yeah, yeah. it is just like just that name recognition even if you know even if somebody didn't look at it you hear washed again it's like Dang, oh yeah that was that imagine like, if I, I work downtown i drive past this every yeah. day like right. what is this yeah. right and it was like yeah. you know it was in the, the high traffic spot of 30 like you got to sit there it was at 30 in carol yeah. you got to sit there and look at that and, and, <laughs> and think about it is i'm always gonna blow it out so uh pause I'm always gone. <laughs> I took my I took my I took my drone I took my drone and I made videos <laughs> I made videos of every single billboard so we saw people we put it on social media we blasted it and like our email blast that's another like email marketing like we made sure people knew mm-hmm. we were there so you know we got as many impressions as we could that's real dope. I love that. I love the way that y'all took it. It went from community. Y'all really just took advantage of everything that y'all could, though. Mm-hmm. And now, y'all like y'all nominated. Hundred yeah. percent independent. <laughs> Indie. Say that. We don't have our headphones on. <laughs> but that that is so dope. So. <laughs> Season three of Wash is it happening? <laughs> is season three happening? What's going? What's the word? Um, or are we are we focusing on the big the, the deal right now? We're kind of so it's kind of it's kind of twofold. Um, if we got the money, mm-hmm. we got the ideas. It's not for a shortage of ideas, right? And we got the talent. Um, we would prefer to take that next step up because there is another step or two mm-hmm. that we can go upwards. Um, so yeah, it's it's all dependent upon. Getting money, getting investors, um, getting the heart to jump back into the ring. Um. <laughs> it's, like, it's just one of those where you're like you you won, but you feel like you've been in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. You just you know Sounds you've been weird. in a fight. Right? <laughs> feel like feel like Luca out here. Damn, bro. Um, so yeah, no, it, 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 it's yeah we're we're trying to map that next move. Mm-hmm. We again, like I was saying, I got these this feature I'm working on. The two scripts. Uh, I'm working with a writer in New York. She's super dope. One of her ide- one of her ideas is like, it's ready. Like this is this like I, I guarantee you we put this in front of HBO. It's ready, right? Um, it's just about getting that person to bite on it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of we're we're testing the waters right mm-hmm. now because I don't think we can prove anything else at the indie level, right? Mm-hmm. It's all going to be incremental games, incremental games. That big gain is going to come with that with that budget. You I know? got you. Well, that was, that was a very political answer. It yeah, was. Yeah, was. Hey, thorough. I like it. Because I was about to say, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, 
Yeah, like, y'all been getting my I'm telling y'all, nah, it ain't even that. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I because love, we can't do it full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, doing it, like, if you were to do something further with a major budget, with major mm-hmm. backing, mm-hmm. where I can say, okay, well, you know, I just take a few months off work. Yeah. And, you know, everybody else is like, we're getting paid to do this now. Yeah. And we can that. do it every day, and it's all we got to think about. And I don't have to. Y'all you can know, really lock in all right. the way, yeah. And that would be that would be the next thing to prove we can do. We can prove it with a big budget, but you know, that's not really a prove thing. That's a you know, that's that's just the logical next step. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean shit, y'all already got the proof out there. Y'all showing yeah. what y'all could yeah. do. And I, I wanna jump in the back in the trenches with the crew. I miss everybody, but you know, we yeah. got we gotta do it right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. And you know, we um there'll be other opportunities for that. But yeah, if if the opportunity comes along for a season three and it, it and if it makes sense, we ready. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love it. So where can the people watch, watch? We know we said Amazon Prime. Give them the website, too, so y'all can get all that money. I want to make sure y'all getting your yeah, pockets man, y'all right so we can get, get that website, season three. Yeah. I want to see season three. Uh, so Amazon.com, just search hashtag wash. Don't forget the hashtag. Um, the creative couch.tv. Um, there's a watch tab on there. Just click on that exclusive content and Instagram. We, we really active on social media. We we stay active as much as we can. Um, yeah. And, and let Yvonne, yeah, what, I was about to say, y'all can tell y'all Instagram yeah, and stuff, the creative couch and watch series on Instagram and let Yvonne win this Emmy. Y'all going to get tired of us. So ah. no. We speaking into is it when when Yvonne wins? Can I ask Vaughn a question? Like, cause she's she, she's a quiet mouse. Yes. So just go Sometimes. through go through the whole process of being a daytime Emmy nominated set designer now. To, the feelings, like, what <laughs> what does that feel like? <laughs> it's honestly a feeling that I've I've never had before. I think I said one time before, it's a difference when knowing you're capable mm-hmm. and actually getting it. Mm. It's like. It's just so much more rewarding. And I feel like, it ta- and I, I, I feel it in waves. Like, I'll wake up one morning and be like, damn, it, I really did it. <laughs> I really did it. But it's really, really hard for me to like, to speak about myself. And that's probably one thing that I'm working on because it's very, you know, something to be very proud of. So, you know, I'll still say like, yeah, we, but then they're like, no, you. And I'm like, oh, me. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's honestly, it, it is a team effort, but I'm, I'm very, 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 very blessed, very, very excited. And I do believe that we gonna take it all the way. Poor Yvonne, she was at work when we told her. I know. I was, I was like, my, my kids like, were looking at me like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, I don't know if we're like, I don't know how close she is to them or how loud it is. Cause I want to yell, "Fuck yeah. them kids!" <laughs> <laughs> but they needed to hear something in order to like do their work. So yeah. I was just like, I was just saying, I need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. It, when I got home, when I got off work, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was great. Just to think, like in season two, I was I was teaching, mm-hmm. I was still in grad school, oh, yeah. and yeah, I was still in grad school. Um, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. I mean, all my weekends were taken, and you know, had to buy things during the weeks, and you know, 
work on the weekends. It was it was difficult. It was difficult. So it's a dedication. It paid it's off. Sure. It paid off for sure. So, all right, y'all, we're going to pivot to the last segment of our show. So we want to ask each one of y'all, what's on your timeline? We didn't give y'all a little brief before we normally do. Um, so what's on your timeline? What's something you see on social media? It could be anything that stood out to you that you just want to speak on. Oh, oh, yeah, y'all go ahead yeah, first. I gotta, can I get a water? I yeah, gotta think about this, <laughs> my brother. Boom. Uh, I got it. Funny. I, I think I haven't actually been on that much today, but um, I know if I go to like my, you know, the Explore page, usually what pops up is like hair <laughs> and and workouts. <laughs> That's like honestly, they and what. What is very, very odd, I don't know why, the universe is trying to tell me something, like couples and and babies. Oh, wow. And I'm like, why am I just looking at like couple that, pages and babies? That, that ain't the universe, that's your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing sure this Mine, and you, just, you said something about somebody. You, you must be liking them babies you, you, or something. You, you, well, they're cute. They, you said the word baby go. out loud too many times. You were singing a Justin Bieber that, song. Hey, that's that the shit that get me. Whenever, whenever you, they, you start saying that. stuff and it start popping up, yeah. I'll be like, come on, bro. Y'all yeah, like, why are you like, so creepy right, right now, bro? Just, you're right. You're right. You're right. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much that's been showing up on my... I, I like this category, so I got mine. And I'm going to keep it business, right? Okay. Um... A lot of people are big into cryptocurrency right now. Yes, sir. Be careful it, with investing. Be careful just in general um, because of, <laughs> you gonna hit the horns. Nah. <laughs> we got a message, message but right, right. <laughs> be careful because I know these PPP and this EIDL and all this is coming in right now. But crypto is a very volatile and new currency that if you ain't got it to lose, it's going to hurt. Same thing with investing. The, the stock market is going up. Especially and if, if you, yeah. And the, just yeah. crazy, bro. Unless you got, this is what yeah, I learned in business falling. school. Unless you, in business school, like, unless you have superior knowledge on any of these stocks or any of these cryptos, you will get burned. You can get burned. You might get lucky once, but you can get burned. So I'm just saying, be careful. Mm. Uh, you know, invest wisely. Um, index funds is what I always have been told. Keep your risk low. Yeah, keep your risk low and diversified. I know it's generic and it's boring, but uh, only play with the money you can lose. Because I, I have crypto too, but I can if it goes away, I'm straight, right? I'm exactly. good. But I'm just in it just to have that upside and that diversification because that's also a part of the diversification play. Come on in with the terminology. <laughs> and if y'all want to learn more, join BWR Academy. Yeah, that's, a, that's a real game though. That's a real game because like, people really out your... Like they betting it all on Dogecoin yeah, so and that, shit like that. And they don't even understand. Like that's something we stressed about on an episode we recorded this past yeah. weekend. Like learning about the actual projects. Yeah. Learning about, like even with a stock. Like you're going to have to learn the actual company. Yeah. Learn what they do. Don't just be out here like, oh yeah, I heard that this is going up. So I'm going to just buy it. Like yeah. that's. Bad. So, so I look at my timeline. That's why it got me thinking about it. I'm like, y'all, y'all need to tap the brakes a little bit. Make sure y'all know what y'all are doing. Because I see people in the comments, teach me, teach me. Oh, I just threw money here. I'm like, do you really know about the fundamentals of it? And my, even my wife, she knows. Uh, she has an MBA and she knows about this. She's like, I heard about this Dogecoin. I was like, listen. I'm not going to get in it right now because I feel like it's high. And I was like, in its bio, it says it was made as a joke. So I'm really wary of something that says made as a joke. So mm -hmm. just be careful. If you would have known about it when it was at six cents or one cent, 
that's, that's a, a that's, hell of a less that's risky a, too. Right? That's a better play than me getting in at 40 cents and then it's oscillating between 20 and 40. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, I'm it, hoping it's going to a dollar. Right, right. So again, do it if you know about it and you believe in it, but just you know, be wary. So my timeline is full of Dogecoin, Bitcoin, and all that stuff. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he looking like Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so um and I ain't gonna get too get too far too deep into nothing. <laughs> but now my timeline seems to be full of kind of along the same lines, just a lot of people talking about what they doing without showing. Mm. Or and I just like I hate to make it a generational thing. I hate to be that old guy. But I feel you do, like you do have a Jordan hoop earring on. Ah, the singular hoop. I was going for Morgan Freeman. Okay, right? uh, <laughs> it's more my age. Wrong hoop. <laughs> but like, I feel like there's so many people who put so much energy in looking like they they're doing something or looking like they have something, mm. and that energy would be better spent into actually doing what they're trying to look like they're doing. Mm. It's like. You know, there's a whole lot of whether it's filmmaking or whether it's business or whether it's whatever. It's like everybody's always in this rush to show, hmm. like this rush to tell everybody, hey, look at me. Like it's like somebody hurt them and they just got to let everybody know, like from now on, anytime anything good happens for me, this has got to be what I do. I like that's the thing I hate the most about social media. Like everybody just everything becomes a trend, like mm-hmm. everything like you we're at a point now where even toxicity in relationships is a trend. Like everybody's out here trying to out toxic each other and they think it's cute. Um, and it's just like like if y'all don't like I have got this I've got this Yeah, I just got this gif of uh I got this gif that I've been just waiting to drive like for the day where I'm just super fed up with it of like I don't know if y'all remember this there was a black and white picture of Kanye in the studio and it had the Kanye studio rules up on the wall. And it's just yeah. a gif of me zooming in on the just shut the fuck up sometime. <laughs> when it's like, there's a lot of people that just out here like begging, dying for attention. Like mm-hmm. you'll just do whatever. Like the, the, that is the fucking Bitcoin, Dogecoin, no coin. Attention is the real currency right now. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really sad to see. Like I'm, I'm just one of those people. I like to stay out the way. And then I show up when I got something real to celebrate and then I'm gonna go sit back down and you know, um, but that's just like I I hate seeing that because it seems like it's taking over everything. Everybody's giving themselves a reality show. Mm. But yeah. to end it on a positive note, go Mavs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nah, that's facts. And I was talking to someone uh, this week as well, and she kind of she's younger, and she was saying the same thing. She's like, she's 19 years old. She's like, everybody in my generation feels like if you don't have this by 25, like your life is over. I'm like. I'm like, bro, and that's do you of, not realize how much life you got to fucking live? You just but, described our TV show. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say, you just described, watched it with less of the social media aspect. But yeah, it's like you have, when you're young. When you you're come young, out, that's your mindset. I'm going to have this by then and this by then. Like, nah, you got a whole life, like a whole lot of things, a lot of variables yeah. that can come across. And, it's just like, <laughs> and things, don't, things don't just happen because you exist or because you get to a certain age. It's life. Like that. Yeah. It's just life happens in its natural progression. So the tagline for season two is do dreams expire? And that's the whole, mm. you, you feel that ticking time clock on your dreams. Mm. And like at 25, I was supposed to be on my second NBA contract. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to have to be a millionaire. You wake up at 30, mid-30s, and you're like, damn. I didn't achieve it, so I'm a failure when you're really not, but it's you feel like your dreams expired or they about to expire. Mm-hmm. And that all our characters are chasing some sort of dream um, in season two. Mm. 
Hey oh. man, that's hard. I'm in the, I'm in the show on that one. Like, yeah, I ain't even gonna hard. continue no more. Like, that was, some, that was some bars right there. <laughs> so, Jared, Yvonne, Artie, thank y'all so much. Thank uh, you. Coming thank out you. to the podcast. Could y'all please let us know, like, let our, our listeners know where they can find out more about y'all, like, where they can follow y'all on social uh, once again? Um, the Creative Couch and Watch Series on Instagram. If you need me, I do answer DMs, so holla at me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at yes von will that's y e s s v o n n w i l l and uh, that's usually where I'm at Facebook Yvonne Williams. <laughs> and she doesn't answer DMs. <laughs> oh, I do, I do. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> don't put that into you. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say you know they show you couples yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, this yeah, is my yeah, couple sliding that, in. If now, you are this, if you ain't DMs. talking about business, get out my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casting directors holler at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Casting like directors it. only. <laughs> you should put that in your body. Right. <laughs> business only. Business, business inquiries only. only. Folks will be like, what business? <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. right, right, right. Terrible. At Harry Hines, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Instagram is b.hardy, um, like the actual period, dot, not the word, dot, so just b.hardy. Um, Facebook, Byron Hardy. Um, those are ranked in the most likely or least likely to be visited by me on any given day. I ain't done nothing to my Twitter in ages except for send my Instagram post through there. So, <laughs> But yeah, b.hardy on, on Instagram. My DMs are selectively open. Ooh, I like for all good for one. all types of business. <laughs> yeah, you know. Depending on what you're talking about, you feel me? <laughs> he, he look like he's like, oh, like business. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, man. Trying to get season three funded. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey yo. Oh, we. Oh, I made that happen. You got to You got to put me up the executive. <laughs> I need my name first on that little roll at the, at the I, end of the thing. I'm giving it to people for less. I'm giving first for less. Yes. <laughs> well, I want to get. I want to say thank y'all. Thank this has you. been a very fun and informative episode. Yeah. Um, to wrap this thing up, we're gonna hop into a couple of house cleaning items that we always do. So, as always, want to say thank you to everybody for listening to the Black Wolf Renaissance podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, or been a fan of first time listener. Give us some feedback. Leave us that five-star review. We kicking Dave Ramsey, Susan Orman, and all these old, old folks Yeah, get out. that shit out get of that, here. Get them motherfuckers out of here. We're going to talk to our people the way they need to hear it, and we're going to get them right with the finances. So y'all sign up for BWR Academy. The link is down in the show notes. If what you don't want to scroll to the links, you can also just type in BWRacademy.com. Oh, yeah. www.bwracademy.com, and you'll get to it. Um, also, y'all grab our book. Manage your money like the 1%. You can also be found on Amazon or y'all can click that link below and buy it straight from us. Either way you want to get it. Buy it from us. It's more money in our pocket. Yeah. There you go. So either way it go. Let's so. stop making Amazon rich. Bezos got enough money. <laughs> That's a bet. <laughs> on that note, this is Black Oak Renaissance signing out. Peace. Peace.
With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your healthcare. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.